1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we build up to the start of the new league season The finishing touches are being added as teams up and down the country Set out to make this campaign memorable for all the right reasons The pre-season training is done The transfer window's in full swing And we're just five days away from it starting all over again That means we're back in our usual two-hour format I'm Gordon Duncan And I'm delighted to be joined tonight by Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna And all the big clubs knew we were back for the two hour shows Rangers have signed a new player just a few minutes ago Celtic have gone right the way through pre-season unbeaten your beloved mother will have done us a favour they've <coughs> already got a club in crisis in the league and what more could Hearts do than give us Andy Halliday delighted to have you are you as excited as Roger and I for the head, the start of the new season yeah like, listen I've not been in here for a couple of months it's unfortunate that the heating's been on the full two months since we've been away but uh, no listen I've missed you but not as much as competitive Scottish football and only five more sleeps to go nine weeks not that I've been counting Roger Hanna nine weeks it's not a bad stint at a summer holiday not really been anywhere right enough but nine weeks um, if we can make it between now and eight o'clock with me not pressing one of the wrong buttons that's a success well, Everything else will take care well, of itself Listen, I would say I'd missed you But every time I've turned on my television During the summer You've been looking back uh, out Oh, yeah. no, no, no I've plenty of time off And if, if Andy Halliday thinks he's sweating in here Wait till he needs to give his predictions on Saturday Well, oh, I, might, I might make him give them tonight actually Because he won't be here on Saturday But it is that time of the year Where everyone makes predictions And can dream big Maybe some of you have got dread already I don't know why You should be optimistic We're not even out of July But this is it The build-up to the season starts properly We are just five days away from the SPFL games kicking off 01419511025 let's hear from you how would you sum up pre-season is that pre-season officially done sort of muddied now isn't it because we've got qualifiers we've got league cup group stages is pre-season done as well, of today well it, it depends what side of the fence you sit um, the ones who have done well in the league cup would say the season started three weeks ago. The likes of Aberdeen, who have won every game and, and look quite good, they'll say the season's already up and running. Kilmarnock and Livingston, who get through as best runners up in their groups, just at the weekend there, Gordon, will say, oh no, no, everything's been going well. But the ones who are out, St Marin, St Johnson, Hibernian, the ones that have been whining that this format, because it's new this season, Gordon, we've never done this before, have we, this, this League Cup group thing, the, the ones who don't like it and whine about it, they'll say pre-season's only finishing today, the league starts and the season starts on Saturday. And you know, he's going to say the big clubs, the ones who are going into Europe, the season hasn't started for them yet, has it? Yeah, that's correct, but to be honest, I wish we had a couple of competitive matches, because certainly beats friendlies, and it's been a long time since we had them, so thankfully we're back to competitive fixtures on Saturday, and just a small matter of a European draw next Monday. You've been all over the place, Tom Morning. You were away overseas pre-season. You've been up and down the road, all these glamour friendlies. I, oh, I tell you what, I never had the, the, the same time off as Gordon. So the four weeks that we had, I, I did a bit of travelling. And then, yes, yeah, since then we've had a couple of good friendlies. A uh, couple of championship sides over the last week or so and good competitive fixtures. I'm sure you've seen the results, would you think? I thought the results Not were bad. very impressive. Not quite as impressive as your result in Mexico. No, no, tell me about it. It's that well, congratulations. Away, victory away from home as well. That, Roger that was a completely different pressure I was under there. Seven years and yeah, finally. I must admit, Roger, this is the, the way the modern world works because he's obviously a celebrity, as is his good lady. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're in the presence of celebrities and during that nine weeks off, I have to learn via your 
newspaper's website that Andy is to be a, a married man. The good news travelled so fast. It's unbelievable. I just, he's, Who is that reporter? I mean, I, I, I'd like that's to hope... Must have been exciting, this phone that's exciting that. I would like to hope when he asks us to be ushers, we don't have to find out that way, you know, <laughs> we, we find out personally. I've, got, I've still got Hugh Keevan's measurement for the last kill to war, so I'll send it over to you anyway. Yeah, 01419511025, come on, let's hear from you. Five days away from the Premiership curtain being raised. How are you feeling? How would you sum up your pre-season? Are you satisfied with what you've seen or maybe you don't care about pre-season you don't think it counts for anything so whatever your take on that is pick up the phone and let us know of course transfers happening or not happening what's your view Rangers have confirmed the signing of Ridvan Yilmaz on a five year deal tonight very kind of them to do it an hour before the show started as Roger says so Rangers fans that might be a good starting point what do you make of that how do you see him fitting in what does that say about the business the club's been doing uh, overall Celtic fans I guess rounding off pre-season to an extent with that win uh, against Norwich at the weekend no real strong rumours about incomings just the likes of you know Mikey Johnson perhaps on his way out uh, at the moment Hibbs boss Lee Johnson's had a bit of a pop at the SFA anything else that's out there now is the time to share it 01419511025 go on then Roger sell it to us as a newspaper man from the outside the neutral in the studio how good a season are we going to have in store? I think we're going to have an absolutely terrific season. The main reason being, we're going to do predictions on Saturday and some of the pundits will go for the reigning champion Celtic. Some of the pundits will go for last year's runners-up Rangers. And in the last week in July, Gordon, we need to be honest and say, we're guessing. Because there is so little between the two teams. It could really go either way. And I think we'll go deep, deep into the season. We'll probably go deep, deep into the post-split fixtures because for the first time in many a year, I, th- I think this could really come down to the wire. You know, mm-hmm. Celtic won about five points last season. Rangers had it sewn up by, I think, the first week in March the previous season. Prior to that, Celtic had won nine in a row. The vast majority, if not all of them, by a bit of a distance. I don't think any team's going to win the league by distance this season. Personally, how do you feel then, Andy? How exciting a time is it to be a Hearts player? And then on the back of that, you know, as a an outsider, if you can be such a thing, just looking at the the league overall. Yeah, I think from a you know a Hearts perspective, I think when you look over the past, you certainly look at Derek McInnes, Aberdeen sides, and any time they had a really successful campaign, quite often they lose two or three or four of their best players every transfer window. I think if you know you look outside John Souter, I think we've kept the core of our squad. They're all tied down for a couple of years, and not only that, we've added quality to it. Uh, one thing we felt that maybe let us down last year was probably that lack of depth. Um, Certainly, the post uh, the post split fixtures we had, you know, sometimes three, four, sixteen, seventeen year olds on the bench, which was was slightly unfair on them. So we've added numbers to it. So we're, we're certainly confident going into the campaign. But yeah, echo what Roger says. I feel as if Rangers and Celtic both are extremely competitive this year. Both have been very busy uh, busy in the transfer market. And for the rest of the league, you've got to feel that the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs are going to improve to make that that top six in European spots a bit more competitive this year. Joe Savage says you can win the league. Yeah, you can. Don't put me under that type of pressure on the first show back. But listen, I don't mind it. I, but of course, I mean, the, the, the financial disparity between Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen and the old firm is, is obviously very, very widespread. And, uh, you know, I talked about it last year. Last year was Hearts' most successful financial campaign in their history, I'd imagine. But, you know, Rangers are a couple of weeks away uh, if we find out if they make it into the, the Champions League group stage. And if they do, that's their man Celtic guaranteed another 30 million plus. So, Already you can just see the difference in terms of money between the clubs Right, come on then I've missed you It 
I don't mind admitting it I've missed you So let's hear from you on the phone 01419511025 How are you feeling Ahead of the new season How would you sum up pre-season Now that it's done and dusted What about the news today Some more signings Transfer rumour Whatever it is that's on your mind As I said This is the time You can dream big Andy Halliday's hearts To win the league Whoever else to win the league Pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 In terms of today's news Roger uh, whilst the listeners flock to the phone lines, as I'm sure they will. Um, today's breaking news this afternoon, Rangers confirming the signing of Turkish international Rydvan Yilmaz on a five-year deal from Besiktas. Uh, for, uh, 21, I was going to say 41, he's aging well, 21-year-old <laughs> left-back uh, joint Rangers. Five-year deal, like we said, around £3.5 million, the initial fee. Not exactly a surprise, I think people knew it was coming, but now that it's confirmed... What's your take on it? Um, well, it's a necessary purchase. The moment Calvin Bassey left for Ajax, he left Rangers desperately short in that area. It was only Borna Barisic as an orthodox left back, if you like. In the last couple of years, Borna, I mean, I think he's, he's 30 or just over the other side of 30 now. He has had a few knocks and bumps and injury absences which have forced Rangers to play. Calvin Bassey at left back, so they need someone in. Um, this is quite... A high profile, somebody in, 21 year old, already Turkish international, very highly rated. Um, it would not surprise me if, in the reasonably short term, he becomes Rangers' first choice left back. Andy, I think, you know, as Roger says, obviously it was an area that was looking to be addressed. What do you make of this one now that it's over the line? Yeah, you know, I think obviously the, the sailor, Calvin Bassey and Joe Aribo, it's probably the first time we've seen that sort of player model that Stuart Robertson and, and, and Ross Wilson have been saying Rangers want to go under. But of course, with that £25 million, uh, transfer income between Bassey and Aribo, it meant that they had to, to go and try and replenish the squad in, in certain areas. And left-back was certainly one of the priorities, I'd imagine. And they've got themselves a young full-back, 21, uh, 21 years of age, already got international experience. Uh, I think another positive is, is the fact that he's played at a club like Besiktas that are under a lot of pressure. They've got passionate fans. Uh, he's playing in a winning side, a competitive side, and, and uh, along with the pressure that comes with that. So it feels as if he fits a lot of, uh, and ticks a lot of boxes. So we'll see over the coming weeks if it's money well spent. Come on then, 01419511025. Didn't forget the number over the nine weeks. It's ingrained in there. So let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Are you happy with that signing today, Andy? Hi, how you doing, guys? Good to have you back. Pleasure. Uh, I, I'm delighted with this. In fact, I'm, I'm actually quite ha- very, very happy with all the signings I made. You know, I mean, I mean, we just look, we're definitely going to be a lot stronger. Uh, and the young boy, that young man, I mean, he's going to, we definitely need cover for, uh, for Barisic, you know, I mean, we definitely need cover, maybe, especially with Barisic in a way, because he was, uh, I was wanting him to stay, but obviously the money, it was just too much on Rangers to say, no, we're going to keep him, let him go. Sad to see him go, but I am really happy. Uh, cover for Barisic or first choice left back? What's your gut telling you at the moment, Roger? Uh, my gut's telling me if Rangers are outlaying that money in a 21-year-old in the short term, he's going to be first choice, I think. Um, Bassey, had he stayed, I think would have been first choice. You, you look at the Rangers back for Tavernier will play, Goldson will play you would think John Souter would play next to Goldson. Um, so if Bassey had stayed, Bassey would have been at left back for me ahead of Barisic. Uh, I'm not sure they'll rush him in for Livingston on Saturday. I think Barisic may well you know, play there. But I think in the short term, Yomaz will be the first choice left back. Andy on the line. We'll get the two Andys, which always confuses things. Andy on the line. What do you think the guys seem to reckon he'll be ahead of Borna Barisic in the pecking order? Not for you? 
Well, maybe, maybe just Roger said there, maybe not first, but I was, it was just quite interesting. I was listening to Alan Hunt and Neil McCann talking about Barry Six at the Spurs game, and they were saying sometimes he just tends to go too much, and could we dig a cut out? Maybe four or five times at the back, we really, really short. So they were just saying sometimes you've just got to say, no, I'm staying, I'm not doing that run up the wing all the time. No, just give a wee bit of uh, cover at the back. Andy Halliday this time, your response? Yeah, for me, I think Yilmaz would be first choice. Uh, again, likewise what Roger says, I think Calvin Bassey would have certainly been the number one choice if he, uh, if he did stay. Um, and after he left, I do feel as if Rangers were going to try and replace another number one left back. They obviously think they found that in, in Ridvan Yilmaz and it will be, be really exciting to see where he goes. But it will be the first disagreement at 22-23 because, you know, I love John Suter, but I think, you know, if you're spending £4 million on Ben Davies, uh, I think a left-footed centre-half is always hard to come by. But for me, I, I predict that he'll certainly be one of the first choices. If that's the treatment he gives his pals on this show, Roger Hanna, they wouldn't like to be his enemy. He's got his, he's got his mate, Soapy, bombed out the Rangers team. <laughs> Unbelievable. What was going to say there was, you know, a lot of time last year, for the last couple of years, John Souter's played in a three. And there were times last season after Giovanni and Broncos come in, particularly in Europe, but also now and again domestically, Rangers would go to a three. I think what the recruitment of Souter and Davis does, it gives them that option, you know, to go Golden, Souter and Davis to push up. Tavernier and Barisic or Tavernier and Yelmaz whatever it's going to be and just change things a little bit so I think that, that, that's the one thing all the recruits I mean we don't know how Rabbi Matondo Tom Lawrence Malik mm. Tillman are going to settle into Scottish football but what the signings that Rangers have made this summer have done there looks to be a lot more flexibility and versatility in the squad from before Something that will never wear off the novelty of doing it Roger will never wear off where you, you almost have to stick your neck on the line and Say that a player that you've not really seen that much of is either going to be brilliant or not, and then people, of course, throw it back in your face a few months later. That's the beauty of this show. But based on what you've sort of seen or heard about Rid Van Yilmaz, what do you, what do you make of that as a, as a well, signing? Well, listen, there's no point in me sticking my neck in the line. All I can do, I spoke to a Turkish journalist this afternoon who I've known for many years, and he said Rid Van Yilmaz is the best left back in the Turkish league for the last 15 years. Now, Turkish League might have been full of rubbish left backs for the last 15 years I don't know but it is quite a testimony on the, the lad's behalf mm. I think Besiktas were desperate to keep hold of him um, a bit of a financial crisis not just at that club but in Turkish football in general at the minute um, it's very much a, a selling market if you like a lot of good players leaving Turkey to go to other leagues um, Eintracht Frankfurt were interested in Yilmaz but I think Yilmaz was more interested in coming over and playing for Rangers and he's got his wish today Andy, again, look, fans will generally tr- you know, get excited in the, the outset anyway and, and then see what happens thereafter, but it does seem like uh, there's a bit of excitement among yeah. Strangers fans in this one. Yeah, and I'm always very wary to comment on YouTube compilations because... Because yours is brilliant. Yeah, well, to be honest, if you had one, it would look brilliant as well because <laughs> you, could, you could pick any clip, but I mean, the fact he's 21-year-old playing in a very competitive Besiktas side, like I said, a, a young internationalist, it, it certainly seems as if it's a very uh, exciting prospect that Rangers have signed, but for me, I, I, I do feel as if... The right wing position was a slot that Rangers I don't think have replaced for yeah. a number of seasons now. You're, you're talking maybe two or three seasons. So I do feel as if the sign of Rabi Matondo might give them that little bit more structure on that side and that little bit more... Take that little bit of 
Shall I say pressure off Ryan Kent, uh, Kent to create so much down that left hand side? And I, I do feel as if he he could be a big addition to this Rangers team. I know what you're all thinking, but don't waste your time during the break. It's just his goal for Bradford against Chelsea on repeat, so you, you don't need to go and check out the compilation. I've, I've spoiled it for you. Uh, thank you to Andy on the line. Let's bring in John, who's also a Rangers fan. What have you got for us tonight, John? I was looking at Roger's comment about the team, the squads, and different stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's Celtic sound is very different to last year? Because they said 14 million in two players who, by the way, I don't think are as good a cover as what you think they are, right? Who have they actually signed? The Moy, Jens, Bernabe and Segrist. Four more. They're, they're, they're not, but they're, they're not really signed anybody. They've signed 14 million in two players for last year, right? They've not really signed that many that's any different. We have. We have we've strengthened another department. So I really don't think it's going to be as close as what you think it's going to be. Listen, as I said at the top of the show, John, that, that's the beauty. We don't know. I mean, it, I think it's going to be tight. Um, you'll need to wait till Saturday to find out who I'm tipping for the league. But I think it will be tight whichever way it goes. I don't agree with Joe Savage at heart. I, I, I can't see them, you know, keeping pace with the big two. Simply because I think the big two have strengthened. You know, Celtic now of Jota on a, I think it's a five-year deal. Carter Vickers, a long-term deal. Dyson Maida, he was only in loan, if you remember, so he's now a permanent deal. That's a that's a decent outlay from Celtic on those players. And it depends how you want to build your squad. I mean, Segrist will just be a backup. I would imagine this lad, Morris Jens, will be a backup centre-half. Uh, Aaron Moy, probably a like-for-like replacement to his fellow Australian Tom Rogic. I'm not sure he'll be a regular first-team pick. And I'm just not sure. We're, we're debating there whether Yelmaz gets in ahead of Barisic. I think he will. At Celtic, they'll be debating whether Burnaby gets in ahead of Greg Taylor. At the minute, I'm not mm. sure that he will. But th- this is the beauty. We're still in the end of July, John. We can have 10 months of arguments about this. So not only are Rangers going to win it, John, it's not even going to be close. But I'm not, mate, I, don't, I think we will win it, actually. To be honest with you, I don't mean to say this, I don't and Andy, you should be sticking up for your team against him, by the way, and see there's a chance that you could have won the league. I wouldn't let him sit there and say, Hearts, can you win the league? Right, so you should be sticking by your guns for your own team. But you know something? For the first time, Calvin Vickers and Jota, if you think they're... I don't rate any two of them, but you, you seem to be. I think they're donkeys, that's my personal opinion, but... Do you think, though, John, I mean... <laughs> It's not It's not exactly controversial I mean people at this stage Are going to say Who they think wins the league That's fine And we'll never agree on it Because that's Glasgow and, and so on But it's not really controversial To say the existing champions Can at least come close To doing it again Is it? I, I, I don't think It's not controversial though, Is it? You're acting like Rogers made an outrageous prediction By suggesting that the league Could be close When Celtic won it last year We only won it by five points I don't know how you can say It's going to be close I really just don't understand and that's my personal opinion, is what you said, we're entitled to your opinion. But Calvin Vickers and Jota, we, last year, we were, a, we, we, we were up in a battle of hero with Gerard Lehman. Mm-hmm. Right, we were an up hero and it changed a lot of things. Does it not remain to be seen how you'll fill the gaps left by Bassey and, and Aribo, who were very good? What? Does it not remain to be seen how the guys that have been brought in to replace the likes of Calvin Bassey and Joe Aribo will do? I'm sure you're excited about them on paper, but you know we'll find out, won't we? Tom, I, I'm excited about Tom Lawrence and I'm excited about the young winger as well. Really excited about A2. But Aribo was knackered last year. See the, last, see the end of last year? Aribo was running an empty for a lot of games. He scored in the Europa League he, final. But he was still struggling. He was knackered. He was done, and he, he played the most games. Any football player. 
the boys, the boys come back to the African Nation Cup totally knackered and never get a rest. And had we had Morelis, and we could go on and on all day. Everybody was cold and active, and he was running an empty. And Andy, you, you could see it, because you played against him. He was running an empty, the boy. It's good to be back, Andy Halliday. It is good to be back. I've missed it. I've missed the, I've missed the passion. What, what do you think to round us off? Well, regarding, you know, my team, John Gordon's put me under pressure to give my league predictions later on the show, so tune in and I want to find out if I think Hearts are going to win the league. Is it going to be close, though? That's really what we're trying to get to the bottom I, of here. I think it'll be really right, close. Good. I do think it'll be really close. Listen, I, th- I think it's going to be a really competitive league throughout, but yeah, I, I don't see a lot between uh, both sides. I think you've seen that over the course of the, the Old Firm games last uh, last season. I think both uh, both teams have strengthened. Uh, for me, I think fans always get say, excited when they see new players come in. But the fact of the matter is you don't really know how they're going to fit in. Is it going to be the right fit? Is it going to be the right player? And I think the beauty of Carter Vickers and Jota is Celtic know exactly what they're going to get. So that's the reason they spent the money on them because they had successful campaigns last year. Thank you, John. An absolute pleasure. 01419511025. A great time to get your calls in because we could be speaking to you next. Celtic fans, where are you at at the moment then? Pre-season pretty much rounded off at the weekend. Talk to us. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are back. They're back until eight o'clock, and they are just desperate to hear from you. 01419511025. We're building up to the start of the new league season on Saturday. It's that time of the year where everyone should still manage to find some bit of hope and optimism in what their team can achieve. So get your thoughts in, your predictions, your reaction to today's news. Rangers have been doing uh, a bit of business over the weekend. We've had Hibs manager Lee Johnson having a bit of a pop at the Scottish FA. Uh, a few other things doing the rounds. So whatever is on your mind, 01419511025. Now, don't forget, uh, we've not ditched social media over the summer. We are still here on Twitter at Clyde SSB, which leads me nicely to the next point because I'm being bombarded, bombarded, Roger Hanna, uh, with tweets from people who reckon that Rangers' new signing, Rid Van Yilmaz, is actually Andy Halliday with a wig on. Uh, I've got Lundstrom Loyal who says it. I've got Alex who sent me uh, a message in as well. Where was the other one? Uh, it's a fair shout. There's Ian Mack, 24. When Halliday's next in, let us know if he's speaking with a Turkish accent. That's 100% him with a wig on, says Ian. You having that, Roger? You don't look convinced. No, I'm not not sure I'm convinced by that. You're never convinced by that, are you? No, I've not looked 21 since I was 12-year-old, so I don't know where that shout's came from. It's a poor one. Definitely not. Nothing about it whatsoever. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What it does do, however, is... It gives producer Callum his first opportunity mm. of the season for a bit of that photoshopping that he so likes. He loves that, doesn't he? I've not missed that over the last nine weeks, I must admit. But anyway, 01419511025. Let's bring in Greg, who's a Celtic fan. How are you tonight, Greg? I'm fine, Gordon. Yourself? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Good to be back. How are you feeling about the new season then and the business that's been done? I'm feeling good. i definitely feeling good. Uh, my main point was uh, in regards to the last caller, actually. Maybe I'm the one losing my mind, but I just thought some of the comments were crazy. Yeah, I mean, I thought you might. I thought I thought some people would. That's that's the beauty of it. Well, you know, defend it then if you like. Give us your confidence in your own team as to why it can at least be close, and, and if not, of course, Celtic go on and, and win the thing again. Uh, first of all, hello, panel, by the way. Oh, that's fine. On you go. Um, aye, I mean, I like his passion for his team and all that. I'm the same with Celtic, but 
I was saying to the, the, the producer, that, like, last season, I mean, I'm fairly last season was the biggest rebuild I, I can personally ever remember Celtic ever having. And I said to my, my, my friends and family, I says, you know what, this year, I'm not expecting to win the league. Let's just get back on our feet, get a bit of, you know, I don't know, continuity, and just try and, just try and rebuild, basically. And we won the league. So, if he said that last season, I could understand it. Um, just because we were in disarray. And I know they obviously lost Gerard, but the team was still the same. And, you know, Van Bronckhorst, I mean, I'm not an expert, but he plays in a similar way. And I just think the rebuild was massive. And we still won the league. OK, it was close, but to say... I mean, for what I gathered anyway, he's basically saying they're going to stroll it. I just think that's, that's bonkers. But... Yeah, this is where the summer's always interesting, Roger. Football has, for a long time, gone in, in a certain direction where you know, people become obsessed with how many signings and, and how much money is spent. And of course, that can be a way of improving your squad. Of course it can. But on the other hand, we, we then sometimes overlook the possibility, this is not just Celtic, by the way, anyone, that a bit of continuity or improving what you've already got or, or, or building on things that have gone before, that can be a way that you get better from one season to the next rather than always looking at you know, what's come in the door. Yeah, and, and listen, the last two seasons in Scottish football should show us that this prediction game is just a gimmick. It's a nonsense. Because two years ago, Celtic had just won nine in a row, vast favourites to win ten in a row, and then they just collapsed. Unexpected. No one could have foreseen the season Celtic had that year and Rangers had tied up the title by the first week in March then last summer Rangers having tied up that title looked well set to defend it Celtic were in disarray as Greg said they didn't have any players there was a new manager coming in who hadn't been the first choice no one knew what was going to happen next and everyone was tipping Rangers to go and win a second and Celtic won about five points so you can never really see and that was why I said earlier on and you know earlier Carl John took exception to it oh he didn't like your that, points at all that's why I say I think it'll be tight because last season Celtic had a better than expected season they won the league with a new team they won the league cup with a new team they played a style of football that Greg and the Celtic fans thoroughly enjoyed watching but they just didn't have a bad end to the mm. season either they got to a European final they won the Scottish Cup for the first time and I think it was something like 13 years and they played football in a style that their fans were enjoying at the end of the season. So we've got this really quirky thing that we don't often have in Glasgow where both sets of supporters as we kick off a new season have every right to believe that their team mm. can win the league. Yeah, you know what Andy, it's all coming back to me now that a, a year ago when we started back the two of our show I think it was yourself and Mark Wilson and that night I definitely couldn't remember what buttons to press I've tried to forget about it um, and the caller Greg's right this was in many ways in many people's eyes supposed to be the season that Celtic made a tilt at the title last year was supposed to be about getting close and building and all the rest of it and then we would see what happened this season but yeah. you know a lot changes in 12 months and I guess the bar has been moved yeah listen that's why for me the summer transfer window is the most important the, po the most important couple of months for a football club because recruitment's everything and uh, I hold my hands up this time last year I, I predicted Rangers to win the title I mean, everyone did though yeah, didn't yeah, they? yeah exactly and I, I thought it would take you know maybe two, three even four transfer windows for, for Ange Postacoglu to completely revamp the side especially when you take into the account that they lost Edward they lost Ayer they lost Christie but I mean you look at the Celtic team last year Joe Hart, mainstay, Carter Vickers, mainstay, Starfelt, mainstay, Hatati when he came in, mainstay, Kyogo, Jack Amakis, Maeda, all these players. 
and that's all down to good recruitment. So you can look months down the line and see did these players come in and make an impact? Yep. Did Rangers players last year come in and make the same uh, kind of impact? No. That's the reason Celtic went, uh, went on to win the league. So remains to be seen. Who has the who yeah. had the better transfer? I mean, see, Roger, he's got a bit of learning to do as we welcome you both to Monday Club for the new season. Would you tell him the Norwegian that Celtic sold to Brentford? How you actually pronounce it in your mind? Ayer, Christopher Ayer, and to you for years, Ager. inexplicably, Ager. So <laughs> we'll get you up to speed with Roger's lingo. Don't ask me to put that uh, back up with the new signs. We always have one. The, the mushroom could never say Biggery Manor. He can't say a lot to be fair But we'll get to him a bit later on in the week uh, What was my favourite one from him? Uh, Ryan Edwards That was right <laughs> <laughs> Not a Dundee United That French boy French. Anyway, 01419511025 If you want to join Greg who is still on the line uh, Greg, I also remember asking this about a year ago You know, How much attention do you pay to, to pre-season? How, how much does it matter? How much of an indicator is it for you In terms of what will then follow? For me, not too much, but then, like, I think that's down to personal opinion, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, I wouldn't like to see my team getting thrashed in any game, whether it's friendly or obviously competitive, but uh, no, I don't read too much into the pre-seasons, I think it's a good way to get your fitness, you know, back up and uh, get back with the squad and, and such, but... Um, just for me personally, I don't read too much into the, like the actual games, I mean, the pre-season, if that's what you mean. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the recruitment, of course, I think that's always that's always massive. But I think we, Celtic, have, uh, have strengthened. And I know they've brought players in. Like, I don't know much about them, to be honest with you, but they've also lost two big players. So I just think, uh, obviously, I mean, I think, obviously, I'm going to say Celtic are going to win, but I'm also a realist. Like, like I said, last season... I wasn't being defeatist, but I just thought it's a massive rebuild, and then look what happened. So, I mean, I respect everybody's opinion, but I just think that was a bit outlandish. That's all. Yeah, I mean, Roger, I almost admire people who can completely disregard it because it just feels like such a natural human reaction. If you're a fan and you're watching your team, you either enjoy what you're seeing and think that that will lead to a good season, or you know, vice versa. But I suppose football's told us so many times over the years that. that it doesn't necessarily indicate the way your campaign's yeah. going to go. Listen, Greg's a wise man because think back 12 months, I think West Ham came up to Celtic Park and scored six hmm. and Celtic went on and won the league. And if you had said to Celtic supporters that night after West Ham had demolished them in Glasgow that this team was going to go on and win the league, they'd have laughed at you. But they did. And Ange Postacoglu got players in last summer. As Andy mentioned, the likes of Hatati and Matt O'Reilly were added in January as well, and they were crucial additions. Dyson and Maida arrived then as well. They were really crucial additions. So he's built, he's built successfully. But I also think Giovanni van Bronckhorst has built really well. He's beginning to put his own stamp in it. There was sort of, I think, you know, in comparison to Celtic, they were slow out the blocks in this transfer window. But they've probably caught up now with the signings mm. they've made in the last two or three weeks. I mean, for what it's worth, Norwich boss Dean Smith was very complimentary. He was very impressed with what he saw from Celtic um, at the weekend. He liked the tempo, the technical ability and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, Celtic fans, I'm sure, like to hear the compliments. It was a great game for us at this stage of, of pre-season. Um, they're a very good technical team, lots of great movements and, and made it really difficult for us at times, but I thought we defended really well. Our use of the ball could be a little bit better, um, but neither goalkeeper was really worked that much in, in, all, in all honesty. Um, 
but the tempo that they played at made our players have to play at a tempo as well, especially without the ball. Listen, whenever you come and, uh, to play at, at Celtic Park, there's always a partisan crowd and a good crowd, and um, you know they're off the back of you know winning the the league last year and in the Champions League this year, and um, they've got uh, a good way of playing, um, really good structure about them. It's going to be interesting, Andy, to see how the preparations are different or, or how the different preparations, sorry, will impact the league season because usually we have Champions League qualifiers for our big teams. Sometimes they've played a couple of times before the league starts. You even mentioned from a Hearts perspective, you're watching a lot of your direct premiership rivals playing in the League Cup group stages. It'll be interesting to see how that changes things, if, if at all. What do you make of the preparations? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it sounds very cliche when I see this, but I think that's why training is so important because if you don't have the same intensity in every single day in training, it's not the same competitive edge when it comes to a game. So you have to make sure that intensity is right and, and get the right friendlies. And I think Celtic have done that. They've played a lot of very competitive sides. Um, Rangers also, uh, after playing Premier League opposition in, in Tottenham at the weekend. So it should set them up for, for uh, what's going to be two tough opening fixtures in the first game of the season. But... From my heart's point of view, we've had a lot of friendlies in, in, in such a short space of time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't think you can read too much mm. into pre-season because quite often there's a lot of rotation. You can sometimes make 11 subs at half-time or 11 subs within the game. But one thing's for sure, I think everyone's certainly looking forward to competitive fixtures starting again. And as you said, Roger, everyone's entitled to back their own team this season because of last season. And I'm seeing it a lot. Oh my goodness, Twitter is as divided as it's ever been. Greg on the line, obviously, thinks Celtic will win. Rod says that the only reason Celtic won last season was Rangers were in Europe and Celtic got knocked out early Postacoglu's signings are average they'll get found out next season it's like we've never been away 01419511025 and speaking of social media you can now vote on our poll as to whether Andy Halliday with a wig would in fact resemble Rangers new <laughs> signing or not give us a prediction on your percentage are you going to win that vote I think 27% are going to say I look like him ok we'll find out go and vote uh, will you higher Pick up, pick up the phone, we'll speak to you next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna is here, Andy Halliday is alongside him. We are building up to the start of the new league season. It's five days away. It doesn't seem like too long since we said goodbye to the last campaign, but it's five days away. And with that in mind, we are back in our two-hour format here until eight o'clock with Beat the Pundit. I'll tell you what, what a standard Beat the Pundit's going to be, producer Callum. I see your thinking. I see what you've been up to over the summer, putting these two in the same studio. And I'm going to have to question the wisdom because you realise we actually do want people to phone up and take part. So hopefully the... The ability in the studio won't put you off. But we'll get to that in the not-too-distant future. You can phone 01419511025 or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. And I've got some bad Twitter-related news for you, Andy Halliday. So we've put the picture up. Ridvan Yilmaz, alongside you. Lots of people tweeted us to say that you look... He looks like you with a wig on, uh, essentially. And and as it stands, I mean, a thousand votes. So it's a decent sample size. That's good, yeah. 68% going for great comparison. Wow. 32% going for awful shout. So... I don't. I just. I don't even see a remote resemblance. But you know what? I'll take it. Twenty one. I don't think this type of conversation really requires an over an analysis. Easy for me to say, but I'll dip, the... I'll dip my toe anyway, Roger. I think even if I don't necessarily agree that picture that they've used to announce his signing, I can. 
almost see where it's coming from But every other picture I can find Of Rud Van Yilmaz doesn't look anything like Andy uh, Listen, I'll I don't even that. want to tell you The word for word about my girlfriend Or my fiance, shall I say, said about it because I it's, wish it's, No, no oh. it's not pretty Alright, okay um, Does she say yes or no, has she voted yet? I, well, I think I know the answer based on that text. I'll just show See, Gordon. I'm used to this. Um, why is everyone saying you look like the. Oh, jeez, she's not a fan <laughs> of him, is she? Wow. <laughs> right, we'll leave that there. Jeez, what the heck? 01419511025. Make sure you get that in the wedding speech. Let's bring in Ross, uh, who's a Celtic fan from Pollock. How are you, Ross? Are you well? Hey, hi, Gordon, Roger, and Andy. Hope you're all well. Hey, yeah, all good here, Ross. What's your point tonight? Uh, just in terms of the fact that the season's about to kick off, it's that um, excitement coming back round again. Um, I was at the game on Saturday, and I know it's pre-season and you can't really look too much into it, but I generally do think Celtic looked good. Um, I thought Hatati looked un- 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 unbelievable on Saturday, and I think that he is going to go from strength to strength. But I think they're starting to see Celtic now, and you can see Anne just starting to... Put his his own thoughts in the team. He's had his own transfer window. He had his own pre-season. So I do think it'll be an tight season. But I do think Celtic are heading in the right direction. And I know we've signed Jota and Carter Vickers, but I don't think we need to go out and splash the cash. I think we've kind of got a good squad. I think it's just trying to find one or two to just kind of tide us over. I mean, that will be the hope, Roger. I'm sure for Celtic fans who absolutely loved the contribution that Hatati in particular. Uh, and Maeda etc made to the team but, but maybe even that that was just the start of it and that with a proper closed season because they had come over from a season in Japan and a proper pre-season and a bit more time to get used to our weird and wonderful ways that they might even be significantly better next campaign well, is, that, is that a realistic I'll, hope? I'll take you back I'll take Ross back to, to February when Maeda sorry when Hatati scored the two goals in the Old Firm game and the first thing Ange Postacoglu said after the game was Ah, oh, he's not even close to 100% fit yeah. yet. He's going to get a lot better. And I think people thought he was ma- he was maybe taking the mick a wee bit when he said that. But Hatate, as Ross says, has been probably the shining light of Celtic's pre-season, followed very closely by Maeda. Uh, I think everyone thought, oh, you know, Kyogo set the bar very high mm-hmm. for the Japanese imports, and he did. And probably Hatate, you take the Rangers game aside, Maeda as well, didn't get near the heights of, of Kyogo in the second half of the season well though they did but I think pre-season they've shown that they can maybe make a, a, almost as big a contribution in the forthcoming season as Kyogo did when he was fit last season and as you say they've had the benefit of the full pre-season there's none of these Champions League qualifiers there's none of the League Cup group stages or anything Celtic a bit like Hearts a bit like Andy you know, they've been overseas nice pre-season training camp they've come back some nice pre-season friendlies they're unbeaten, they look good, and they look fit. Yeah, uh, listen, I think there's a few. I think Starfield improved throughout the season, so I fully expect him to have a, a better campaign than last year, specifically the first half of the season. I think Hatati could improve. You never know, the likes of Adeguchi, who came in in January, never seen a lot of game time. Is there a place for him to, uh, and, and room for him to grow? Um, I actually think Matt, O'Re- uh, Matt O'Reilly's looked re- really good in pre-season. So for me, I think Celtic in the midfield department are really, really competitive. Um, I think in Kyogo... 
I mean the way he started the, his Celtic career was incredible after that was a bit of stop start obviously with his hamstring issues but I think Celtic are really strong in certain areas I, like I said earlier on the show I just feel like Carter Vickers and Jota I don't think Celtic will make better business than they do uh, uh, in this transfer window because you know what they got from them last mm. year uh, Carter Vickers for me was probably the standout defender throughout the campaign and Jota obviously when he's on form he, he's very very hard to play against You're a midfielder if you are, Sometimes If you're at now if you're Ange Postecoglou, he did everywhere last season. He did, yeah, that is true. Only Craig Gordon's jersey was safe at certain points last season. Maybe mm-hmm. this will be the year. If you were picking the Celtic midfield three to start against Aberdeen on Sunday afternoon, who plays? Who starts? Callum McGregor for sure, and I would go with Hatati and O'Reilly. So no just, David Turnbull. You'd just pick, over you'd Turnbull. Pick David Turnbull, Gordon. Just over. You Turnbull. would pick David Turnbull. But it's you like have I to say, let these things go after a while, don't you? But who do you leave out? Because you're picking Turnbull Oh well, well, well we know who Not he's obviously, picking I mean, But that's just ah, It's just about time we let that go isn't it He's gone He's done I mean I saw him there watching The game against no, In fact we won't even bring that up Last Thursday How did that go? I, like I say Maybe later on Maybe at 5 past 8 We'll get round to it 01419511025 If you do fancy it by the way I'll just turn my headphones off For a few minutes And Roger and Andy uh, Can take you through it I mean Ross you know the, the sort of shouting from the rooftops has already started, and you know that's why we're here. It's great. Both teams in Glasgow, Glasgow's big two, should be confident ahead of the new season. What what have you made of the the sort of time frame, as Roger says, with regards recruitment? So Celtic started quick and did a lot of business, and then lots of Rangers fans were panicking, and then in the la- or you know or, or showing signs of panic, if you like, whether they actually were or not. And then in, in latter days, latter weeks, Rangers have got busy and have announced another signing tonight. What do you read into the, the comparative business that's been done? Um, it's, it's a weird one in Glasgow because it seems to be that you need to do your business early doors to show you're, you're in the driving seat. But I think from years gone by, it's, it's you can either go out early doors and spend big money and like, as you embark at it doesn't work out or you can take your time. And I think just this, as long as Celtic get the right people and no matter how long it takes, that's that's the big picture here. We're heading into the Champions League and I think we need to try and get the signings right because if we want to go into Europe and make a, a dent in Europe, we're going to need to try and get players that can cope with that level of football. Um, but overall, with the summer, I'm not concerned about the fact that we've not signed a player by a certain date. At the end of the day, as long as they're in by the end of August, that's that's what it matters. You're the first guy, Ross, who's, who's used that word, make a dent in Europe. Now... The majority of fans that phone the show this time of year, Celtic fans want Celtic to win the league, Rangers fans want Rangers to win the league, and everything else is sort of secondary, if you like. The fact that Rangers went all the way to a European final and Celtic had struggles in Europe last season, does that put more pressure on Celtic to, as you say, make a dent in Europe as well as defending the title? Um, For me, yeah, I do. I think I think Celtic now have pressure this year because Rangers have set the benchmark as you say um, we always get classed in Glasgow as being a Europa League side Celtic and Rangers and Rangers got rightly so to a European final and I think Celtic need to try and reach that level as well whether we do it this year next year we need to start trying to provide uh, the fans European football Just quite simply having a bit more of a, a stability at the start of, of a season Andy will, will that benefit Celtic you look at the opening league game 
last season you obviously got a close look at it um, going to Tynecastle Scott Bain played I think near Beaton played centre half Ishmaela Sorrow played Starfield played um, yeah he Starfield just, he played, just arrived I think he signed 24 um, hours previous Ryan Christie you know played a, a, towards the end of the game I'm sure there was a, there was a tackle by a Hearts player on Callum McGregor that this Celtic fans I can't believe that's about. still getting talked about I can't remember who it was but they moaned about it for a lot of last season anyway we, we let bygones be bygones um, t- to have that you know that that time, Ange Postecoglou, no qualifiers either. Just that time to, to sort of be settled and not scrambling around. I mean, in theory, that should obviously be a positive thing. I don't know how how it works out, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's feeling a bit more comfortable than he would have been this time last season. Yeah, for sure. I think Celtic squad right now is pretty settled. Like you say, they, they've brought in six new signings. Two two of them were already there last year. And uh, for the other four, is it squad players? Is it players that are coming into affect the starting lineup? I'm not too sure. I do think Greg Taylor needed a bit more uh, competition at left back, so I do feel as if Burnaby will certainly give him that. Um, but you look at last year. I mean, Celtic's campaign for the sort of first month or so that, uh, at the start of the season wasn't settled. The starting lineup wasn't settled. I think they dropped points in three of the first six games, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that sort of carried on to the start of their European campaign. You talk about the friendlies that was mentioned earlier. Very leaky. Looked at the sort of, set of, sort of, uh, the sort of same leaky defence that was there in the, uh, the year previous. But throughout the season after that, they put on a, well, a remarkable defensive record, really. Thank you very much to Ross in Pollock. I can't believe that's the time already. Nine long weeks, seven o'clock, five to seven every night for nine weeks. Of a sort of twitch of excitement at what should be taking place. It's that time of the night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. See, I'm sure there will be some pundits that hope that when they come back for the new season that Beat the Pundit will be secretly gone because they won't get embarrassed anymore. But not you two. Is this the top two from last season's table? Producer Callum, it must be. I mean, these guys very rarely lose. Roger Hanna's so good that he starts on minus one for any new listeners that we've got uh, this season. Is it minus one Monday? Is Halliday on that level yet? I don't know. I think we place him on a probation period and we see how it goes. Roger Hanna, you look outraged. Unbelievable. Are you looking forward to seeing the real master in action? I think you're the yeah, apprentice. Um, I think you're the. I think me and Roger have done two shows together both times. I, it was me that was on Beat the Pundit, mm. so I'm hoping that I can, I can watch mm. a master at work yeah. tonight. I mean, I think you're next in line to the throne, but it's going to take a bit yep. to get this guy off it. And no, if Gordon DL was here, I know where he would take that comment, so we won't bother. Anyway, 0141 951 1025. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, now's the chance to phone, and you could be up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Wheels, your diamond cut alloy wheel refurb specialist. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. Of course, we're back until eight o'clock. If you've got into the habit in the last nine weeks or so of turning over at this point, stay with us because plenty more to come between now and the end of the show. It's 01419511025. And this is always a good week, always an exciting week. We build up to the start of the new league season. We get the predictions in from all the pundits. We'll maybe save yours, Roger, uh, till the weekend, but we won't see Halliday again until next week. So we'll need to get his predictions for the league before... Uh, we go Rangers fans We've been reacting uh, To the signing of Ridvan Yilmaz Keep your thoughts coming in What do you make Of that Are you happy with that Piece of business Celtic fans uh, Some optimistic Assessments of pre-season So far Join in Give us yours uh, And some interesting comments From Giovanni Van Bronckhurst On Alfredo Morelos's Contract situation 
Rangers fans what would you make of that had you consigned yourself to losing him at some point or does it now look like you might actually sign a new deal pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 and my goodness I'm looking forward to this with these two Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Love this part of a midweek It's the chance for you to phone in You show off your footballing knowledge And if you've got better footballing knowledge than the pundits You get a signed ball They get humiliated It really is the ultimate win-win situation It's 01419511025 to take part The only slight problem Very slight problem tonight, Robert, in Knightswood Is that Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday Are the undisputed kings of Beat the Pundit And they're now both on in the same night So... Why were you brave enough to take it on this evening? Well, every king has to top at some point, don't they? So, Love that. We're one hour into the new season and he's got one of the lines of the campaign out there. I like that. The, well, it's only a matter of time to Gordon Dale cheats and uses that. If he can remember it, that is. He'll yeah, uh, be writing that down. Plenty more to come from him throughout the week, I'm sure. You could always write that on the sign ball, Roger, if, if Robert does manage to yeah. beat you. Andy, you go home that way. You can drop it off in Knightswood. That's fine. I've got it all. Uh, got it all lined up. Right heads. It will be Roger Hanna. Tails. It will be Andy Halliday. Genuinely, throughout the summer, as recently as today, I was getting grief for the coin tossing. I, was, I don't know if we should like hand this over. Should nope. there's one for the new season. Producer Callum tosses the coin. During, during your nine weeks off, no? did you practice your technique? L- lots, of, lots and lots of times. Yes, um, the, my tossing technique was um, brushed up thoroughly. Um, Callum, uh, what, do, what do you think? I mean, these are the types of things you think you would plan in some sort of pre-show meeting. But these things just come to me. Are you up for it yep. every night this season? Yeah, you're committing to like. 200 tosses in a season Are you up for that? Go A Dundee United fan I might keep the coins I'm starting to feel a bit Like I'm going to regret that And I'm going to miss out Okay it is heads It's Roger Hanna Andy Halliday You're getting your wish Get to see the master Yep Let's see what he's like Um, Producer Callum I can't remember which button to press It's been nine weeks Let's make Roger Hanna disappear Right Roger Going to put uh, 30 seconds On the clock for you Robert now you just answer as many questions as you can Let me remind you And if you don't know You can pass and move on to the next one Okay You don't have to give me an answer Alright Okay no problem Right let's do it A nice easy start I think 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Name any player Celtic have signed this summer Who hadn't previously been there on loan Ben Arby Who scored Rangers only goal in open play In the Europa League final Aribo what nationality is Livingston midfielder Stefan Omionga? Um, Nigerian. Name any of Hart's three current longest serving players. Craig Golden. Who finished second in the Scottish Championship last season? Second. Um, Quick. Left Cali. Paul McGinn left Hibs to join which Scottish top flight side last month? Good Okay, let's bring back Roger Hanna. Roger, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm back with you, Gordon. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, we've given you the big build-up. You start on minus one. Don't blow this by losing uh, on the opening night, yeah, okay? Yeah, Don't yeah, let the pressure yeah, get to you. Andy's watching yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think he's videoing you. I think he's getting no, tips. No, 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 no um, he's videoing Red Van, Red Van Yilmaz. Used to look sure like he does it. look like him. Right, you ready? 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Name any Celtic player that's been signed this summer who hadn't previously been there on loan. Benji Segrist. Who scored Rangers' only goal in open play in the Europa League final? Joe Aribo. What nationality is Livingston midfielder Stefan Omionga? Belgian. Name any of Hart's three current longest serving players. 
Oh, boys. Which side finished second in the Scottish Championship last season? Or both. Paul McGinn left Hibs to join which Scottish top flight side last month? Motherwell. And name either Scottish Premiership side who've played only 10 seasons in the top flight in their history. Livingston. Mm. What's the verdict, Robert? I think there might be one in it to the Oracle. Well, he does start on minus one, so let's find out. Name any player that Celtic have signed this summer who had not previously uh, been there on loan. You had the choice of Sigris, Bernabe, Moy or Jens. You both got it. Uh, one all to kick us off, of course. Roger um, is still one behind if you take his handicap into account. Uh, Rangers' only goal in the open play was Joe Rebo. You both got it. Uh, so Roger still trails by one uh, Stefan Omionga is Belgian So Roger Hanna equalises Do you want to know how good Roger Hanna is at this? My sheet of paper says French And as soon as he said Belgian I thought No that is right And producer Callum did a very quick stewards inquiry And there we are, he's Belgian So we're level Name any of Hart's three current longest serving players Craig Halkett Yes Or uh, To show off you could complete the set Three Mm-hmm Michael Smith Yes So Roger His teammates And he knows a thing or two about them Um, Can I pass? Peter Haring Yeah Peter Haring There we go Uh, So Roger Where are we? We still level? Still 2-2 Good right Which side finished second In the Scottish Championship Last season I'm afraid it is our broth Robert So Roger goes one in front Paul McGinn left Hibs to join Motherwell he's stretching his legs he's striding out in front and he's even had time to rub it in Livingston or Ross County where your teams uh, who've spent 10 seasons in the top flight so 1, 2, 3, 4, a 5 for Roger minus his 1 and it was a 3 for you Robert Knightswood it was decent but it was not good enough hard lines well, Robert it's an honour it's an honour to come nose to nose with one of the greatest of all time well you wouldn't like to go nose to nose tomorrow night when Gordon <laughs> Deal's on the show would you um, well, so that's talk, talk about social probably, distancing I could probably stay in Knightswood and go nose to nose with Gordon <laughs> what was that phrase about the king being toppled again Aye, the king has to be toppled. I didn't say it was today. I just said it at some point. Exactly. Not yet. Thank you, Robert Knights. We're one four one nine five one one zero two five. And not content with winning, do you have a problem with my scoring system? No. You furrowed your brow when no, I read no, out the scores. No, have no, I got it wrong? No. Because no. it's entirely possible. No. After nine weeks sitting at this time watching whatever's on at seven o'clock, rather than playing beat the pundit. Andy, would you have fared well? Yeah, I've wrote them down. Yeah. I've done well I think you did actually I had a wee look Not bad um, Right 01419511025 That's the number you need Twitter at Clyde SSB Will we check in On the uh, The poll The lookalike poll Andy Haldy's definitely not having it Doesn't believe for a second These shouts That he looks like Rangers new signing With a wig on well, I mean we're now up to Two and a half thousand votes We are a big deal I mean that that's Democracy in action It's going to be yeah. closer to 50% now <laughs> Great comparison According to 67% of people who viewed this picture I'll be honest with you I am surprised at that Yes But not, listen I just don't see it but, uh, it's, It is what it is I'm the uh, new Turkish signing I'm a security guard That was at the Europa League that's final right. Yeah you've got a few Some of them are doppelgangers You, you do indeed um, 01419511025 Get your thoughts in ahead of the new season You can tweet us or even better why not pick up the phone even better still imagine you've sat there for all these years and you've never picked up the phone and you think this could be my season that you want to get involved we would love to hear from you let's hear a bit from before we do that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I'm very keen to get your thoughts on this Rangers fans because he says today that Alfredo Morelos is very positive about signing a new deal 
Now forgive me if I'm wrong But I feel like the mood on this show And in any discussion in the past few years Is that this would be the last contract And that you know he would leave at some point And Rangers had sort of Rangers fans had resigned themselves That the day was getting closer That Alfredo Morelos would leave And now of course you would be into the territory Of being worried because The financial gain wouldn't be as great As the contract runs down But is there hope? Is this the news that you've been waiting for? What do you make of this from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Every session he looks uh, better and sharper, so uh, we're monitoring his development uh, really closely in the next coming weeks. Because of course, when he when he's fit, you know he's uh, you know he's, he's one option for me uh, up front uh, as well. Which uh, you know we all know his quality, so I'd rather have him uh, back quick uh, quick as possible. You know, I'm only looking, of course, for his, his physical fitness at the moment. He's been out for a long time, but working really hard to get back to the levels he uh, he has to be. To to, to perform in, in games and uh, you know of course the other uh, issue is the well, issue is, is the the contract he has he's very uh, positive about signing a new contract you know we're we're, we're doing our best to uh, to get uh, Morales signed a new contract as well so uh, hopefully in the next coming weeks we will uh, we will sort it out but uh, you know still the talks are going your thoughts Andy Halliday yeah, well, I said Carter Vickers and Jota were Celtic's two best bits of business in the window, and I think Rangers' two best bits of business are still to come, and that's the futures of Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. Uh, two, obviously, key players within the squad, both in the last years of their contract. So for me, I think it should be a priority that Rangers try and tie them down to, to longer-term contracts, especially before the transfer window shuts. Roger, does that surprise you? Like, it may, maybe this is just a personal thing. I just feel like all the feedback we used to get from Rangers fans is that, you know, it would be... Because I mean, how many windows went by with all the you yeah. know the sort of speculation? Did you did you expect that reaction from the Rangers manager today? Um, no, I didn't. It'll be interesting to see how far down the line they are with the deal. You just wonder if there's going to be, you know, a, a, a thought process. Alfredo Morelos, the, the married man, is settled in Glasgow. Um, he's probably handsomely paid by Rangers as it is. If he signed a new contract, he'd probably be more handsomely paid by Rangers. And you just wonder at this stage of his career if he has decided that the next three or four years are going to be at Rangers and going, you know, and going to be in Scotland. Maybe the the wanderlust, the desire to go to Portugal or Spain or wherever, maybe that's passed him by. Maybe he does want to stay. I, I don't know. And I mean, like I guess Andy, you know, football relies on a number of factors. He finished the season injured So whether that means that you're not quite at the forefront of other clubs' minds The way that, that you would be You know, maybe the offers on the table aren't, aren't what they were previously there, there could be a number of factors yeah. But um, on a purely footballing basis I'm not, I'm not sure many Rangers fans, any in fact, would be disappointed to hear that from the manager today No, I, I think the only worrying line within it was The contract negotiations being finalised within the coming weeks I just... Uh, I feel as if it's so important to try and get him and Ryan Kent tied down before the transfer window shuts because you don't want them then to you know, get back fit, start firing on all cylinders, start scoring goals and then clubs from, from elsewhere start talking to him about the potential pre-contract, shall we say, with January Lumen. So, listen, he's a, he's a massive player for Rangers over the last sort of four or five seasons. I think he's pretty much been Rangers' main man. Uh, you rightly said that every transfer window you're always talking about 
No, is this the, the window mm. that uh, Alfredo Morelos leaves? We've obviously been close uh, on a couple of occasions. I think it was last season or the season previous with the, the bid from Lille. But yeah, Rangers fans will, will certainly mm. be delighted if that's concluded in a positive manner. Because, well, as we've seen, Roger, you know, when the time is right, you pull the trigger on that player trading model, that phrase that, that kept coming up last season, and it just happens. Well, you know, if Calvin Bassey, Joe Rebo, yeah. Rangers fans wouldn't have wanted them to leave in the traditional football sense so in many ways those guys all skipped Morelos in the queue there would have been well, a time that you would assume he would be the first one to, but, to do that but part of that is um, you know you, you need a buyer to have a transfer yeah. move um, Arebo had a year to go this is the player trading model Andy touched it earlier on you get to a year to go and then you sell them on and that's what they did with, with, with Joe Arebo Bassi's different Bassi was just a, a an offer from Ajax Ajax were rich they just got 55 million quid for Lissandro Martinez they wanted Calvin Bassey um, they came in with a bid that Rangers simply couldn't refuse and it wouldn't have mattered if there were five years or five minutes left in Calvin Bassey's contract if you get an offer like that for Calvin Bassey you take it um, Morelos and Kent it's very very interesting Gordon because a year ago and Andy touched on it earlier on a year ago Christopher Ayer Ryan Christie and Odson Edward were all in this situation at Celtic and I think all of us believed that all three of them were about to be sold. There, there was interest in all three of them. There, there were multiple interests in all three of them. And you saw a new, sooner or later, sometime before the window closed, did go. It doesn't strike me to be the same level of interest in Morelos or Kent this summer. Um, and they're both good players. And you just wonder if clubs have been told... Listen, Morelos is about to sign a new deal with Rangers, so don't you know? Don't worry about coming in for him. He's staying here. I, I don't know, but it's it surprised me. Normally, with a year to go in anyone's deal, players of the quality of Morelos and Kent, if they've got twelve months left, they are garnering interest from elsewhere. There doesn't appear to be that interest at the minute, which is strange. Right, Craig is a Rangers fan on the line, specifically on that point, Craig, about the Morelos contract. Was that encouraging? What you heard from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst today? Um, yeah, definitely is. Listen, I think um, obviously uh, he is such a crucial player, and I think the fact we've now added to work into the fold as well, I think will be really helpful for Morelos if, if he stays. It will give him, you know, a bit even less pressure on him. I think, it, you know, whether we look at a potential partnership there, who knows? But I just think he's such an important player that. Okay, if you lost him and you got the right money for him, then fine. You would you would have to move on and, and look at elsewhere. But I just think I would rather keep him. I think if he wants to stay, then let him stay. You know, if he decides he's going to finish his career here, great. Because I think he's still got plenty more in the tank to give to Rangers, and he's got more that I'm sure he wants to achieve. You know, in his time, he's won a league title, he's won a Scottish Cup. That's great. You know, he's got that silverware over the last two seasons that he had been missing in his early part. You know, he'll be thinking to himself, he missed out in the Europa League final last season for injury, so he'll want to go and prove himself, hopefully in the Champions League this year um, as well on those fronts, and you know, go and try and lift the league title again. So I, I do think there's, you know, he's, he's certainly his time's not done if he doesn't want it to be, um, to to put it that way. To be very general, I feel like the full thing, Roger, has been a box office roller coaster since the moment he. Set foot in this country Whether Is he staying Is he leaving Is he Loved Is he out of form It changes constantly He's just always There And the Rangers fans Love him for sure But Was it Maybe the start Of last season Stephen Gerrard Had a little bit of a pop At his goal return Didn't he And then He performed brilliantly In front of goal In the early stages of 
Giovanni van Bronckers reign and then as Craig says injured um, many Rangers fans might wonder what if if you know if he'd been fit for the Europa League final and so on so um, today's development if you like those quotes from Giovanni van Bronckers just the latest in a long line of uh, twists and turns involving yeah, Alfredo Morelos and, and listen you wonder if the situation today might have been different had Steven Gerrard still been at the football club maybe Morelos would have been more likely to depart we, we spoke early last season Gordon the Morelos didn't look right he was coming too deep he was running away from the goal he was trying to link the play he was trying to do various things that weren't Alfredo Morelos up his street at all and when Van Bronckhorst came in he very quickly said you're the centre forward I want you facing that goal I want you scoring goals I don't want you coming down into these areas of the pitch these are areas of the pitch for some of your teammates you've got a job to do and your job is to be up there sticking the ball in the back of the net and he did that and I thought his two performances against Borussia Dortmund in particular were as good as Alfredo Morelos has Mm. ever performed for Rangers and then he was injured but if Giovanni Verbronkos can get Morelos back to that level at the start of this season once he's fit and Rangers can get him on a, on a medium to long term deal what a bit of business that would be I mean you've told us before Andy he doesn't like the pre-season running no, so he'll be no. he'll, but he'll need to yeah, I'm sure you know, on a serious note he'll be working hard to to get but I think he took part didn't he, in that open training session Rangers had today and contract aside he's, he's obviously not fully fit yet so he's got that to overcome first yeah and Rangers would be desperate to get him back there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it and you talk about when when, when well, player stocks are at the highest and that's the reason Rangers got that, that type of fee for Calvin Bassey who was off the back of a Europa League final man of the match performance a Scottish Cup final man of the match performance and Alfredo Morelos he's came off the back of better seasons but I don't think there's any doubt that the best period of his, his season last year was when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came in the door he started you know, firing goals again he was that penalty box striker he was causing defences problems and, and, and Roger rightly said his performances against Borussia Dortmund you're talking about you no, know, I, I a top top mm. class centre half and Matt Hummels I've seen him do it in, in Europe and other fixtures as well so I mean he's a re, he's going to be a real contributing factor to any success that Rangers are going to have this year uh, Craig very briefly before we let you go just your reaction to that signing today you know this one is over the line it's a new left back are you happy with that? Yeah definitely I think it's uh, the cover we need and I think it's going to prove important to have um, those numbers there because it, I think uh, you know as I was saying for me with this season one of the key factors could be that whether we're in the Champions League or we're not because if you're playing Wednesday Saturday the same as Celtic great but if you're constantly playing catch up you know at least until the World Cup that's going to prove a challenge so I think if you've got enough squad depth there and got you know I think Gerard said that you want really two players for each position mm. then it's ideal especially you know Barisic I'm not saying he's old, but he's not getting any younger, and there's certainly a couple of knocks that he's had over the course of the last year or so. So I think that'll take some pressure off him, especially with Bassey going. So, yeah. you know, definitely. And Andy Halliday will be really busy playing for Rangers on a Sunday and Hearts on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> that is very true. There's another one who's buying into the lookalike. 01419511025. The full time teaser's back as well. We've got two of the saddest statos in the game in the studio. So surely they will scoosh this. We'll give them the question next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night where Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna have to team up. They have to put their differences to one side, team up and try, and come up with the answers to a question that you've sent in. That's how the full-time teaser works. Obviously, 
As the season goes on We'll get used to it But we'll reset everything For the start of the new campaign And for anyone who's listening For the first time That's the way it works You send the questions in You come up with a nice piece of trivia A nice quiz question You send it in And between half past seven And the end of the show We see if the pundits Can come up with the answers To your question more often than not they can't and that's where the entertainment lies so it's good fun and if you want to take part the address that you send the questions to is fulltime at clyde1.com fulltime at clyde1.com and they can be about pretty much anything across the footballing spectrum as you're about to see now naturally 99% of our questions will be Scottish football or related to Scottish football but sometimes I don't mind throwing a curveball just to keep you on your toes everyone's a football fan in general so Martin Burns says tonight who are the top 10 players who've had the most accumulative money spent on them in total transfers across their career so who are the top 10 players who've had the most accumulative money spent on them in total in transfers across their careers so there could be someone out there who's gone for £2 million a hundred times and it would make, obviously... This, this I'm, I'm is worldwide, Gordon. Worldwide. A spoiler for you, there are no Scottish players on this list, <laughs> Thank, right? Thanks for your help. Andy Halliday just missed out. The big fee that um, was paid to Livingston back in the day, it's just missed out. So what are you going for? Neymar. Yep, just the £310 million f- for him. Ibrahimovic. Yes, man of many moves. Do you see him, that picture of him at the weekend? Looking like he's been chiselled out Some of rock. Shape, still going, what is he, 42 or something, 41? Incredible. Anyway. Coutinho? Yes. Yeah, 180 million for him. See, these two are showing off, right? Tell you what, tune back in tomorrow, right, when Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are on, and this bit of the show will sound very different, <laughs> um, I can assure you. But these two are making light work of it so far. We'll leave it there. You've got three already. Don't even have any wrong answers. And hopefully we'll get the rest before the end. So just a reminder, full time at Clyde1.com. Tell you what, just whilst we're on the subject of football pictures, it just reminded me. Tell me you've seen what is already the greatest football image of the season. If, oh, if, if, we, surpass this, if we surpass this in the season, coming. I'll be amazed. Roger Hanna. Did it make it to your newspaper today? Yeah, it was all over the website today. It's a fantastic photograph. I believe um, Elgin City took the poor gentleman in and gave him a new T-shirt out of the club shop. So describe it to us for those who have not well, seen it. it. It was Premier Sports Cup game at the weekend. Elgin City against Queen of the South. A shot or a pass or something flew off the playing surface and hit a poor spectator just as he was about to take his first mouthful of pie and tea and the pie is in mid-air, the tea is in mid-air about to shower him um, and he got into an awful mess and an awful fine And then there's a, there's a female in the shot as well. She's sort of diving for cover. It's brilliant, isn't it? She's it's done, she's done brilliant to get away with it, the way that tea as well. It's, um, when I showed my wife, she thought he had been sick. She thought I was showing him, I was showing her a picture of the fan beans. I said, no, that's the tea and the, the sausage roll. I don't think he'd even got that far yet, but it's brilliant. I don't think we'll surpass it. Um, as the season goes on but yeah I'm sure we will we will certainly try let's go back to the phones whilst the guys keep thinking about the answers uh, Cameron is on the line now he's a Kilmarnock fan in Lark Hall and you must be particularly excited about the new season Cameron back in the top flight yeah I think it's really good we're in the top flight again after last year how, how pleasing was it though to bounce straight back Cameron because it's not easy I mean we've seen some clubs and some big clubs at that go down and and not bounce back straight away. How pleasing was it? 
quite good. I think the team gelled quite fast. I think after Tommy Wright left, but Derek McInnes came in and kept the team good. Yeah, I mean, Rogers, the least popular promotion for the neutrals. Don't worry, Kilmarnock fans. I know it was great and it's great to see such a big club back. But everyone else was rooting for our broth for so long, Roger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Kilmarnock just had to keep their heads down, particularly under Derek McInnes, and just get the, the right points total on the board. And they did that and they're back. Yeah, and listen, the league table doesn't lie over 36 games in the Championship. The team that's got the most points deserves to come up, and that team was Kilmarnock. Um, I broke it a second, shot at the Vera playoffs, and, and didn't make it up. St Johnson survived by beating Kelly Thistle in that playoff. Um, I think Kelly will do okay this season. It all got a little too much for Dundee last season. The flip side of that is how well Hearts did. Coming up, you know, with Andy, Robbie Nielsen, etc. They were terrific finishing third. I don't think Kilmarnock will do that. I think there's enough goals in the team. That's quite often the thing that hampers teams coming up into the new league. Do they have the ability to score enough goals to get the points that will keep them up? And I think with Kyle Lafferty and Ollie Shaw, Kilmarnock will be okay there. There's a line of supply there now with Jordan Jones in. Rory McKenzie's still there, of course. And by all accounts, the lad is signed alone from Arsenal, Ryan Alabioso, had a sensational debut in the Cup at the weekend. So I think Kelly will be OK. I mean, Andy, sometimes when a team gets promoted, their main aim is just to stay in the league. And that, that you know that's the way it works. But we've had so many examples. Hearts, of course, you, you're well aware... Even take Dundee United when it's a so-called bigger club, and you know mm-hmm. would Kilmarnock fall into that bracket where simply survival actually isn't going to be good enough? Do you, do you have to look a bit further up? I mean, I do think they'll, they'll want to try and push towards that top six. I actually feel as if Kilmarnock will be one of the dark horses this season purely because I think they've got a manager on Derek McInnes that will get the best out of the players that mm-hmm. are there. Uh, I do look at the the transfer window they've had and I think Jordan Jones in, in particular is going to be a very good signing he's obviously been there he's done it he knows what the club's like Alan Power likewise coming back from St Mirren and, and uh, past captain uh, so I, I do feel as if they'll have a good season in terms of expectations I'm pretty sure they'll be happy just to stay in the league but I think deep down Derek McKinnon will know if he gets the best out of his squad then go a bit further Cameron what do you think is it all about survival is it, is it more than that what are the aims for this season I think we should go for about seven, sorry, or six. So at least getting the top six. I mean, Roger, that's the thing—the sort of beauty of the split, if you like. You know, time and time again, teams can 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 sneak in there. It can last season we saw Mother will do it on the last uh, day. Livingston are no stranger to it. St Johnson have done it loads of times. You don't necessarily have to be one of our so-called bigger clubs well, yeah, to do it. Listen, Andy's team blew a hole in this argument last season, but I, I genuinely never think there's a whole heap between third place and twelfth place in the league. And, and your hearts were hearts ran away with third place, so they did blow a hole in that argument last season. But you look at the sides that, that finish it does Motherwell in Europe. Motherwell in the second half of last season were displaying relegation form. So there's not really a great deal you know, between the sides. There's not a great deal for Kilmarnock to be terrified about mm. coming back into this league. The majority of the players in the squad, as Cameron will tell you, know the league. And they know they can have success in the league. It's not that long ago, Kilmarnock were third in the league, albeit well, you know, a few different players. So they'll come up. I think they've got a very good manager in Derek McInnes. I think it's a setback, the injury to the goalkeeper, Zach Hemming. Um, and the sooner they can get him fit again, the better, I think. But I, I think Derek McInnes has signed well in the summer. 
there's goals in the squad I think they'll be okay and thank you to Cameron who's a Kilmarnock fan from Lark Hollow 1419511025 now I did say something foolish at the start of the show where this is the time of the season where everyone really should be optimistic it's new season excitement everyone's looking forward to what lies ahead you can dream big and no one can take it away from you uh, that's unless you're a Motherwell fan and had to witness the European performance last week because Rab is on the line and it's safe to say you're not too optimistic about the season ahead Rab is that fair? Correct, 100%. As I said to you, we start on Sunday and I look at the teams and I reckon that's the start of a relegation battle. <laughs> oh, Roger, come on. Well, we've gone in it. Day one of the season, Rab's got it billed as a relegation battle. Well, I can beat that because on Friday, when you guys were still um, spending your summer holidays out the back getting your tans, there was a motherwell fan come on demanding Graham Alexander be sacked. And that was after the Sligo game on Thursday night. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be sacked, whether you like, whether you want it or not, Rab. But I understand well, the, the sense of angst. Sorry for butting in. The facts are, Motherwell cannot afford to sack him. And I phoned Radio Clyde on the first day, and he got appointed the manager that day, and I said, "Who?" and they told me, and I actually, I'm trying not to swear this time. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please, I, not on my first I, night back. I didn't, I didn't want him because he had done nothing and he proved it. Another statement the other week there, oh, we had a great training camp, we went up the hill, walking in that. <laughs> that sounds exactly like my summer. Uh, Rob, I'm going to try, I feel like I know the answer to this already, but well, let's give it a bash. When you say he's done nothing, getting to fifth place and into Europe, is that not giving him any sort of goodwill from you? Well, anybody that knows me, any pub I go to, work-wise, anywhere, they'll tell you, how much, even at that, that was two great achievements and two great goals. It got us top six in Europe. That'll never happen again in my lifetime. Never. And as I said to the guy that phoned me earlier, I'll come back on in, in Friday and phone you after as some kind of a miracle and we get through. Oh, Andy, there goes the pre-season optimism yep. from earlier um, But you can kind of understand it Because that's the way a lot of Motherwell fans felt Towards the end of the last campaign anyway And then, I mean, Thursday was not great And that's being polite Yeah, I think a lot of patience with certain group of Motherwell fans Was starting to wear thin, shall we say After Motherwell's, we've got to say, dreadful form from, from January onwards uh, A couple of massive wins um, Pre-post-split fixtures that got them top six against Ross County and obviously Livingston um, performed okay in the split and obviously ended up finishing fourth in the league and you've got to say for, for Motherwell's was it fifth sorry for Motherwell's remit at the start of the season we say Graham Alexander's done pretty well but you've got to say when, it, when you look at the record for January onwards it obviously wasn't good enough and then when the draw comes in Europe and you're, you're against Sligo Rovers sitting fifth in the, the Irish Premier League you've got to fancy your chances mm. to, to advance to the next, uh, next round in the first leg Certainly wasn't good enough, not only just the result, but the performance that matched that. But I still feel as if Motherwell should have enough to, to go through after the second leg. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be optimistic I'm, for I'm you. I'm glad you're confident. Um, Roger, getting into Europe 
I guess is only a good thing if you don't then get embarrassed in the qualifier because it, it just puts you under. It's a bit like well, the, it's a bit like the League Cup actually with the way it's scheduled now. What it can lead to is you going into a league campaign. We've not even started the league season yet, and it can have a a cloud hanging over you if it doesn't go to well, plan. The, the comparison I gave to Andrew McLean in the show on Friday when after the two Motherwell supporters had been on was Angelo Alessio at Kilmarnock. And they go out to Key Nomads of Wales, a humiliating defeat. It casts a cloud over the start of the league campaign and the manager's out the door before the autumn. That's what it can do to you, Gordon. Now, there's plenty of room for optimism. I remember Motherwell losing at home to Linethley in a first leg qualifier in high summer and going to Wales the next week and getting through comfortably and getting through a couple of rounds in Europe. At Airdrie, no less. Yes, it was. was. A strange Stadium because the pitch was getting relayed at Fir Park, I think. Uh, and they went to Wales and won So they can go to Ireland Worst night of my life win. Minibus there and back on the same day no Well like way. no stay over Just you know Minibus down Wednesday night mm-hmm. All through the night Arrive Thursday morning Spend the day in Wales Go to the game Minibus straight back after the game Worst night of my life oh, Never that, again That is devotion But uh, I understand why the Motherwell fans Are concerned You always want to start this time of the year And believe that your squad is stronger Than it was last season and I look at the Motherwell squad and it just looks weaker. They didn't replace Tony Watt adequately in January. And there's now players like, you know, as I said on Friday night, they're not world beaters. Kane Woolery, Mark O'Hara, Liam Donnelly, mm. Jordan Roberts. They all did a reasonable job. They're, and they're, they're all gone. And they're no longer options to you. And we spoke about Lafferty and Shaw getting goals for Kilmarnock. My main worry for Motherwell is... Who's going to score mm. the goals? Yeah, I've, I've got to feel the exact same. I do think uh, the additions of Paul McGinn and uh, Blair Spittler are good yeah. additions to, to Motherwell. I actually know a little bit about Josh Morris. He, he went to Bradford after I left Bradford and, and he got player of the year there. was very highly thought of. Uh, I think they, Alexander had him at Salford as well, is that right? Yep. Uh, so I think it's three good additions, but I really do feel as if that just... That striker area I think if you're not getting the goals for Van Dien, yeah. Where are they coming from So I do think From now to the end Of the transfer window If there's a pot there For Graham Alexander mm. I think that's where It'll be spent uh, Right Rab Thank you for not swearing By the way Because I'm not entirely sure I remember which button is which But we'll get there As the week progresses Thanks again to Rab On the line um, Very quickly How are you doing With this teaser We're looking for the top 10 players With the most accumulative money Spent on them Across their careers So like Neymar Coutinho Ibrahimovic I think we can go 10 without getting any wrong No yet. you won't Well Mbappe just for one transfer alone Yeah exactly well done hey, Lukaku Yep He's top 333 He's top. million across his career um, Yeah Okay I'll give you some more thinking time The Portuguese time. has got to be one Yeah Ronaldo top, top yeah, list. yeah absolutely Right we'll give you some more thinking time We'll get the remaining four answers after the break Very quickly Just something to look out for this season Because we know we like to Put the pundits to work Give them an extra uh, challenge So we've got something brand new To Clyde One Super Scoreboard For this forthcoming season uh, In the form of Team of the Week Every Monday One of the pundits will select Their Team of the Week From the Premiership Players after the weekend's games You can check it out On the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter account At Clyde SSB And it's all thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvement We're going to give you the chance To win a current Or retro football kit Of your choice So head to Clyde1.com To enter And remember to keep an eye out On that Twitter feed This time next week To see who's in the first Scottish Premiership team of the week. More calls and more answers next. 0141 
951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home straight already. The final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Back for the two-hour shows from now until the end of the season. And it's Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday for company tonight. It's 0141-951-1025. Keep the calls coming. And you can tweet at Clyde SSB a number of things. Your kind well wishes to the pundits you can give your thoughts on any of the talking points or you can just send in pictures of Rangers new signing and keep bombarding me with information about him looking like Andy Halliday with a wig people have now taken to the old face swap technology you know lots of those apps out there and I have to say when you do the old face swap it's quite oh, yeah, it is quite unsettling isn't yeah. it well after face swap it probably will look like me yeah no, but I mean, like, because it sort of joins up different bits of your features. I don't know. It's, anyway, listen, you're fighting a losing battle. Four, uh, three and a half thousand votes on this on the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB, and uh, 67% still think it's a great comparison. A solid two thirds, Andy. Yes. You're losing this. You've lost, I'm afraid. It's not, it's not getting pulled back. Seven minutes left. On the, in fact, is it done? No, it's finished. Six minutes left on the, the poll. I can't see you pulling it back from there. Speaking of. Trying to make some progress though Who are the top 10 players Who've had the most Accumulative money Spent on them Across their careers So You've got Lukaku Top You've got Neymar You've got Cristiano Ronaldo You've got Coutinho Mbappe And Ibrahimovic Now the guys have been Bragging during the break Not only are they going to Get them all They're going to get them Without getting no, any wrong answers Only one of the guys Who's bragging with that Yeah I think we will Okay You've got a great shout Angel de Maria Yes That's a great shout one more from you, Andy. Have we gone for the little Belgian wizard yes. to see the most? Absolutely. <laughs> he said, don't go for I him. think your other one's a safer shout, that's all I'm saying. I'm not giving anything away at this point. I just think your other one's This is a double blow. Oh, no, Do you think so? He's at you. Hazard. Oh. Wrong. No! No, 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 no. Should have listened to me. You should have listened to me. No. <laughs> Who's the other one? See, it's a oh. triple bluff. Griezmann. Yes, okay, we'll leave it there Antoine Griezmann is on there Two to get, we'll get them before the end of the show And if you want to send a question in Scottish football or otherwise Full time at Clyde1.com Joe's in Carntine, how's it going Joe? No, not bad mate I'm actually forgetting what I called in for but Oh good All the goodness, that was quite good but weirdly, Joe, right, and you, know, you are a Celtic fan, but you appear to have told the producer you wanted to talk about Motherwell on the back of the last caller. I don't know how that's happened, but take it away. That's what you were speaking about back then. And it was just the day we... That result back then against Ligo, that's a terrible result for Motherwell. They offence to the, other, the opposition. Mm-hmm. But as a Scottish team, looking to progress in Europe and... <laughs> And we're paying decent money, obviously, to strikers and for players and everything else. I think it's about time we brought in some of our younger Scottish players, as in strikers as well. Because I think if we'd a couple of younger boys on there, they might have done the trick against Sligo. Because who did Sligo have on the pitch? It was a couple of young boys, it was up front. Yeah, I mean Aidan Keener was up front and he played for Falkirk and Queen's Park and and Andy's Hearts of course um, I mean Roger generally speaking Motherwell are not shy to play young players if the opportunity presents itself so whether, that, the, whether the, that's the solution or in, not in the past in the past mm-hmm. and in the recent past that's the case um, I think other than Dean Cornelius 
Well, Barry Maguire started the game last week. I'm not too sure there's, there's loads pouring through into the current squad, but yeah, I, I will accept your point. And that's no criticism, my mother, because, and this is maybe a topic that we can touch upon when the season starts and we get Fraser Wisher of PFA Scotland back on the show on a Saturday. There are not too many young Scots pouring through the game in a minute. Good summer. Calvin Ramsey moved to Liverpool. Josh Doig moved to Serie A. Lewis Ferguson moved to Serie A. That's great. Off the back of Nathan Patterson going away from Rangers to Everton in January. But what have they left behind, Gordon? There's not, yeah. not going to be too many young Scottish players in the Premier League next season. Does it make you wish you'd taken that move to Parma on lo- um, on trial from Livingston back in the day that you oh, told us that about? That was a flashback, but definitely not, because they went into quite a fair bit of trouble a couple of years after. They certainly did, yeah, that is true. But yeah, listen, it's a poor result. Um, actually, really like, you're talking about young players, I really like Ross Tierney, uh, uh, Motherwell, who Motherwell took from Bohemians, a fellow, mm-hmm. fellow uh, Irish Premier League side, but <sighs> I'm, I'm certainly optimistic that Motherwell should have enough to... To overcome the deficit in the second leg. Hmm, we'll see. Did you, you ever heard this story? Halliday and Griffiths on trial at Palma, left to their own devices in a foreign land, aged 16? I was 15, I think. Lee Can you imagine? On trial for what? <laughs> even brought in scouring Palma for cheese and ham toasties for Lee Griffiths for about three hours. Even brought in a Palma but strip to. Cl- cl- to clearly, prove clearly he's found something. Did I get that back? It's probably still in my drawer in there. Uh, I, think. I thought that. I've been wearing it all summer in that, that nine weeks. That that you've look, been... look at Ellie. Look. You were through at Livingston today. Did you see Lee Griffiths? No. Back in there for training facilities. David Martindale's kindly given him training facilities. Trying to get himself ready for a move. Do you know what? Now that you mention it, I read that and totally forgot about it because he wasn't there today unless I missed him. But I don't know. I'm told he was out training today. I believe he was. He was spotted and this. Giving away state secrets here, but he was spotted swimming today. By he was swimming in the same pool as one of our super scoreboard key personnel. Wow, that's why you come here, isn't it? See these uh, exclusives. Well, they can't have been at. They don't have a pool at Livingston, so he wasn't. Was at the stadium then? Gordon Dale can't swim, so it can't be him. No, nah, he doesn't swim. No chance. I'll let the man himself break the news later in the week. Ooh, Scott Fraser Wisher. He seems like a sophisticated a swimmer. swimmer. Mm, no, no, no. There's no way DL was away swimming today. No. Absolutely not. No, no. I, 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 after his activities yesterday, I don't think. Um, I no, sp- I unless he sliced a driver into the water. Exactly. He's meant to find course, I don't think he was swimming. Um, well, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Anyway, I didn't see Lee Griffiths to answer your question. Thank you to Joe. It is an interesting point, Joe, and maybe, uh, Motherwell, maybe we'll turn it around on Thursday. Um, right, Andy. We're going to have to put you on the spot because the guys they okay. get a bit longer they get to wait until the weekend and they're on the show on the Saturday and we ridicule them uh, for their predictions but you'll be busy at the weekend and you won't be here now I'll be honest right as much as I would love to I am not that harsh I don't think it's particularly great for a professional in the game like you or Marvin Bartley to come on here and publicly say who's going to get relegated yeah. I think that just makes life difficult for you yeah. so what do you want to do? Give us a top six? In not order. top six? But I'll uh, tell you what you're going to have to do. Give us a top eight. Top and we'll know who your bottom four are, but we won't do them. That's fair. No, get, oh, come on. Listen, listen, let's get, producer I'm Callum shaking his head. I don't think it's Let's go a top 11. No, I'm not going further eight. than eight. Come on. Yeah, What's I'll controversial go. about predicting a bottom four? Come on. Right, go. In order. Eight. Do you know what? I'm delighted that I'm doing it now that there's no more callers coming on to abuse me after it. And I need oh, to wait well, a everyone week. knows so that you're going to tip hearts to win the league. Champions, Rangers. 
Robbie Nielsen's on the phone Anyway, right, okay Hearts to finish second I'll go Celtic <laughs> number two My goodness My goodness yeah, Well, as a tabloid man Your headline is Hearts to trade water this season <laughs> Says Andy Halliday <laughs> I'll go with the Jambos third Pushing the top two closer oh, this year Of course yeah. uh, I'll actually go Aberdeen fourth I think that they'll have a, a Much better season than last year uh, I think they've obviously Recruited a lot of a new players Jim Goodwin Got a full pre-season with him Bringing on his own players So I'll go Aberdeen fourth I will go I think it'll be very tight Between Hibs and Dundee United For fifth uh, To disappoint Callum Which would be my priority I'll actually go Hibs mm-hmm. fifth Dundee United sixth uh, I said Coman will be my dark horses okay. So I'll go Coman at seventh Eighth I will go with Livingston There you are The remaining four clubs You know who you are One of you Has been tipped for relegation We'll get Rogers at the weekend uh, Right quickly Two more players who've oh. In the top ten Most accumulative money spent on them You've got Lukaku Neymar Ronaldo Griezmann Coutinho Mbappe Di Maria Ibrahimovic Go Usmani Dembele Yes <sighs> In one move I think wasn't it Yeah yeah. Just Dortmund one. to Barcelona Yeah One more this is the one I knew you wouldn't get And by the way He's oh, really? fourth on the list No disrespect oh. to the guy He's a good player But my goodness Morata Alvaro Morata Is fourth on that list I'd never got that Incredible Thank you very that. much I loved it I must admit Nine weeks off sounds good But it is great to be back With Andy Halliday And Roger Hanna But even more importantly Back with you lot on the phones and on Twitter. So that's us. Strap yourselves in. It promises to be a roller coaster of a season because it always is. And I look forward to sharing every single bit of it with you. So we're back tomorrow with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson from Six. Make sure you join us. What have I done to deserve them twice in a week? And Callum Gallagher is up next.